Yo, 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 what's up? It's Rob Brubaker, founder and creator of Build Your Better Boat Podcast. What's better than fitness, health, nutrition, mind-boggling lifestyle changes, and, hmm, I don't know, maybe a little bit of comedy. This is what Build Your Better Boat Podcast is about. So come on out and listen up to the hottest boat in town. Yeah, that would be me. Uh, I'm actually, I'm kind of like a cigarette boat because... I'm super fast, I'm hot, I'm sexy, and kind of like what everybody wants on the lake. But in actuality, I'm not really that fast. I run pretty slow, and I'm actually not all that sexy. So, but I think I'm a cigarette boat. Anyways, tune in, listen up, and enjoy. Okay, so I am here with Elena Green, who is a um, a member of Build Your, of our Build Your Better Boat community on the Facebook group that um, that I started. And Elena, I want to thank you for for taking the time to speak with me today. I know it's your anniversary with your husband, so happy anniversary. And um, tell him thank you for for giving me some of your time today to tell to tell your story. But just so our viewers know, like our listeners know, you are actually located in Brazil. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. I live in the city of Sao Paulo, uh, in the state of Sao Paulo, which is southeast Brazil. Okay. And you are originally from the United States, but moved to Brazil when you were eight. Correct. Okay. I'm from New York, and we moved because of my dad, his his work as a biochemist, and we were supposed to stay for two years, okay. 1974, but it became 40 forever. Years. Yes, <laughs> he loves it. My the, my father and mother are um, retired, but they live in the city of São Paulo. Of sorry, Ribeirão Preto, which is about 400 miles from here. No, okay. 400 miles from here, and they love it. They just love the country. Yeah. And we were talking earlier, and you were telling me that Brazil is actually, is wintertime right now? You're coming out of Correct. winter? Yes, okay. we're coming out of winter. We're going into spring when you guys go into fall, because it's the other way around. We're the south of the equator, so the the, the um, seasons are opposite. I never knew that. <laughs> <laughs> You got to get out of the United States, right? To like figure out what's going on in the world. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but now you know. <laughs> uh, but then you moved back to the United States for a short period, right? Correct. Okay. Uh, total. And then I came back to Brazil. Okay. Because right. to me, it sounds like you have a little bit of an accent. Is that Brazilian? It's probably mixed up with so many things. It's probably Long Island, because that's where <laughs> I was born. A little bit of the sing-song of uh, Portuguese. Right. So, yeah, I think I've, I've heard that I've been told that I have, like, a, a different cadence in my um, vocabulary. So, I guess you hear a little bit of everything. A little better. I get told all the time I have an accent, too. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, I'm just typical Midwesterner, right? Correct. <laughs> um, so... And we, we kind of had a conversation yesterday. And, and first of all, um, 
you've just been motivating me. Like you've been inspiring me. Like you've been so active oh, in the group. That's uh, wonderful. And, and, I'm very happy to be in the group. Yeah, and like just seeing you when you post and your runs and the you know and and it just uh, and that's what that group's about is just is is seeing other people and and being supportive and you know um, definitely motivating, inspiring everyone else. But so so you're 54, correct? Correct. Fifty four. Okay. And you've had some obstacles that you that you faced. You've you've overcome lymphoma. Yes. That's correct. Two thousand eight uh, two thousand seventeen. And I've fortunately I'm okay now. I just go back every six months, um, just for checkups, blood work and um my mastologist, but I'm okay. Okay. And can you tell us a little bit about like how you found out about it and what exactly happened? Um, I started running in 2015. It was something that my husband was really a, a pawn in that. He's like, try to go on the treadmill. And I was always the spinning type of girl. And I thought, okay, I'll try. And then it was really cool. Mm-hmm. I started doing some races, 8 kilometers, 10 kilometers. I went up to 21 kilometers. And I really like doing racing. Here in Sao Paulo, we're very fortunate. There are probably, well, not during this pandemic, um, at least four or five every weekend that you can go to, some really cool races. That's awesome. And, oh, yeah, it's it's a big community here, very big. And in November of 2016, I remember I had done um, a half marathon, and I didn't do very well my time. My time, I was around 155, and I had done two hours and 10 minutes, and I thought, that's weird. And I felt very tired. I mentioned that it was like a tiredness that would come from within. And uh, my husband said, maybe you're overtraining a little too much because I do exaggerate. Yeah. But I, I had some spots on my arm and on my leg, my right arm, my left at leg. And I had breast implants. And my left breast was um, getting bigger. And I had no pain. I just knew something was a little off. And Mm. since running with implants was a little... It's uncomfortable. I thought, I want to change my implants, put in smaller. And I did that in March. Mm -hmm. Um, And... When I went back for the results, which I had no idea what was going on, my husband did because he um, knew what was. He went into the surgery, and there was a, there was seven hundred mLs of liquid, mm-hmm. and it just didn't look right. And so, is I your husband back, is he a plastic surgeon? He's not a plastic surgeon, okay. but here in Brazil, uh, because of you know being a doctor, the, my plastic surgeon let him go in. Okay. And, he was present. He did not do the anything in the surgery, but he was present. Oh, okay. And um, they sent off the material. He said, I want that scent, that liquid doesn't look good, and a piece of the capsule. And that takes two weeks for the results to come back. And I had no idea what was going on. Mm-hmm. I had really no idea. My plastic surgeon called me back and said, please come in and, see, and I need to talk to you about the results. I thought he was just gonna you know go through a routine and my husband knew already something was up and we were sitting down and all of a sudden the surgeon says you have a rare lymphoma I never heard of it and when people mentioned before that it feels like the floor opens yeah and you fall in that is the feeling and 
the first day I I was hearing Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> After he said lymphoma, that's all I heard. Wah, 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 wah. I didn't hear anything else. Right. It was... I, I, I couldn't process. Wow. And the second thing was my hair was going to fall out. Right. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was your second thought, right? That was my second. My first thought was Charlie Brown. It was very interesting. It was like, wah, 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 wah. And then it started. In five seconds, I became, I was this plastic surgery patient and I became an oncologist oncology patient in five seconds wow so it, it and, was and you said it he said it was a rare form of lymphoma that that, that doctor had never even heard of or seen no I was the first case here in Brazil first case of this type of lymphoma correct wow. and it, worldwide there are about 500 cases at the time there were about 300 and about 10 to 15 deaths. Now there are about 33 deaths. So extremely it's, rare. It's extremely rare. Um, Allergan is the, the one of the owner of the implants. And, you know, they recalled all those implants. They're the texturized implants. And they recalled all of them in 2018 so it became a worldwide thing of women all of a sudden saying wait a minute uh i didn't know that breast implants could give that so it was very rare and he didn't know what to do so he he sent me to i you know i didn't stay with him anymore i had to go to a oncologist plastic surgeon and every a hematologist oncologist you know everything just became oncology mm-hmm um, since I did the, the, the surgery in March, a month later, I had to redo and take the, the second implants out. So that was pretty, pretty difficult. Yeah. And then I, and then I just now, fortunately, it didn't spread. It just stayed in the capsule. So I was very fortunate. It did not spread to the rest of my body. Mm-hmm. And now I just go back every six months for checkups blood work and just regular checkups wow uh, can't, i can't i you know that's <clears throat> so it was it so it was 100 percent caused because of the implants right? correct okay. yes 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 it was and um so t- can you tell me about a little bit about once you got through that right like once 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 that whole process is through because i mean you're you're literally sitting there and like you said the floor fell from underneath you yeah how do you get how do you get past that or how do you use that in your life to 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 do things going forward Um, uh, when 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 we came home from the doctor uh it was late in the afternoon, and of course, I was crying nonstop, and I kept thinking, how am I going to tell my parents? You know, you have all this list of what to do. My husband got on the phone already and started seeing where he could get me in into the treatment, and I remember I sat on the couch, and my cat, we have a cat, she came and sat next to me, and I guess she knew because I was pretty much bawling my head off. I could not control it. And it was kind of a, 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 a turning point for me because I thought, I can do two ways. I can just sit and say, why me, boo-hoo, poor me, oh my goodness, and give in, mm-hmm. freaking out because of my hair. Or I can uh, fight it and, you know, fight it the best I can. Mm-hmm. And I always say that um, knowledge is power. So mm-hmm. let's find out what this thing is. Let's, you know, let's 
not let this thing take care of, gets the best of me. Yeah. And with the help of my husband and family and friends, and I would talk about it. Instead of holding it in, I would just talk about it. And the more I talked about it, the easier it was. Easier it was. I had, I had to stay without um, doing exercise for a while, so that was pretty, mm-hmm. pretty hard. Yeah. And it was, I, mean, I had different um, friends had different situations. I would have some husbands that would come up to me and say, "Oh my gosh, if this happens to my wife," and they would freak out. I would have people that felt bad for me, and then I would have people that would say, but you don't look sick. That's not fair. I have a cousin or an aunt or somebody, and she's not doing well. Mm -hmm. So it was very interesting to get the different um, reactions from people. At one point, I said to somebody, I'm sorry I'm not as sick as you would like me to be. (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what? (laughs) But it, but everyone judges, like you know, like no Correct. matter the situation, like even if you have cancer, people judge. Like it is, I I learned that it's a thing about them and not me. So I think it's their projection of their own insecurities. Yeah. And, yeah. and when I had my surgery, I was going to run the half marathon of Rio de Janeiro, which is very beautiful because it's a, on the coastline, on the beaches. And unfortunately, I couldn't go. I had to leave it for 2018. Mm-hmm. So in 2018, my surgeon, actually at the beginning, at the end of 2017, I started running again. And 2018, I went to Rio. It's in the middle of the year. And a couple of friends went to say that it was my comeback uh, running. So when I crossed that line, I was just screaming at the top of my lungs that the lens didn't get me. (laughs) And my husband's a photographer and he took all the pictures. So it was a a good moment, you know, like I did it. I did it, I beat it. And um, with the help of, you know, family and friends. Yeah. That's awesome. I love your attitude. Like uh, one of the things uh, like that I say a lot in the group or like in my videos or on the podcast is I've started this phrase, embrace the grace, right? And to me, that means like I'm, I try and find the positive in every single situation and it can be tough at times and I've never had cancer. So I, I just I can't even imagine the the mind shift that you had to have from hearing that news to now saying I'm gonna fight it and I'm gonna win, and then when I win I'm gonna celebrate like crazy when I cross that finish line. And oh my goodness, yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. just so cool. It was now every finish line is has a special. Mm-hmm. Um, taste to it when I did the marathon because I only did one marathon Mm -hmm. and when I did the marathon in Sao Paulo that was also um very fulfilling because 42 kilometers oh my goodness that's not normal yeah so for for us in the United States that's that's 26.2 miles miles, yeah by two miles that's that's too much. I like 21 kilometers which is 13.1 um yeah is that, that a half that's mar- too, it's a half marathon. Okay. Yeah. So for us, that's, that's 13.1. For me, that's a good, for me, for me, that's a good one. Yeah. But I'll still probably do one more. I was supposed to do, I was going to do the marath- the Chicago marathon. 
Really? I, I I was selected because here in Brazil you get you know you go in and you go in the lottery and yeah. I was selected but then we had this situation called pandemic so yeah. it's Kinda probably going to go for next year. So now is it a, like do you have to time qualify to get into the lottery? Not Chicago. Not Chicago. Boston. Chicago. Probably. It's Boston. Yeah. Chicago. You just put your name and we. Actually, in my running group, there were about four of us that were, we got, um, I don't know how you say it in English. Um, you win the win. Selected. Thank selected. you. We got selected. <laughs> That's awesome. So we were, we were very happy because we were, you know, we were all going to go as a group and we already had, you know, our, what we were going to do, how were we going to do this, but yeah. then the world stopped. Yeah. So... I think too an interesting part about it. First of all, you're like I'm not this. In, I'm not. I'm not very interesting. Like you're super interesting. You have this crazy story that's so inspiring. And oh, thank you. I think the other thing that is is unique about well is is that you're 54 years old, right? Like, and you're you're still out there just running like crazy. Oh my goodness! I when when we train together we have there's a big group and some of the guys are 35 36 and sometimes we would have to do um 16 miles and so and i i could keep up with them i was so happy because i was like oh my goodness first they're men which is completely different and plus they're 30 something right so i um i i don't you i think you know 54 of course there are sometimes i just i can't overdo it mm-hmm. but i don't let it be a, a a problem for me and i did mention to you my mother who's 85 yeah she started running 100 meters yes so i would uh, she started she would do one minute and then she went down to 35 seconds she was training and i would um film her and we have a group called uh we translated lovers of running mm-hmm. and I would, I put her on and she got like 16,000, views. That's People awesome. were very inspired by her at yeah. 85. Um, What's the, so a hundred meters, how far, how many yards is that? hundred meters is 30 yards. Yeah. hundred meters is 30 okay. yards. So that's awesome. And she's 85 years old. Yeah. Yeah. She's 85. Wow. Because one meter is three feet. Mm-hmm. So how, I don't. You see, I'm, I don't know, the whole, you know, the whole conversion system. thing. Um, <laughs> so, what do you, Elena? Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things you do? At you know, and fifty four is not old by any means, but you know, um, but I think every year we get older, like things get harder, and you know, the the body doesn't repair like it used to, and. What have you done along the way to be able to to stay so active? And are there any tips and tricks you can give people who might be, you know, struggling to to get started or they go out and they walk and it hurts so bad and they're like, I can't do this? Um, My first advice is don't give up. Mm -hmm. It's difficult at the beginning. Try to find an inspiration, a person. I had two people that inspire me at my gym, and then I went into their group and to look up to them. And just stay in your area. Don't try to compare yourself to somebody that has a pace, 
you know, completely different or he does this or she does that. Be the better, better part that you can be better yourself. Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate. I think because I started later running, I always did exercise. I've, I don't have any pains. I have no joint pain. I have no uh, back pain. So that helps me a lot. I have absolutely nothing. I think a lot of times people, when they start quite young, their knees start giving out and running with pain. I do not recommend it. Yeah. Um, so the first thing would be don't give up. Mm -hmm. Go for it. Keep Start slow. I started at five kilometers, which is uh, three, no, two miles. Five you know, and then I, three, point, yeah. three point something. Then I started slowly, gradually going up. Five kilometers is 3.1. Mm -hmm. So I just started slowly going. You know, it took me a while to run more. Um, I exercise every day. Today is my day off. So I do something different every day. Or I go on the bike, like one day I posted the bike. Mm -hmm. um, weights, I do weights also to because you need to uh, your muscles to be able to carry you. Eating properly is also a good thing. Yeah. But I've noticed, for me, Elena, attitude helps so much. Yeah. A positive attitude will take you a long way. Yeah. I, I'm a firm believer what you throw to the universe will come back. Yeah. So if you wake up and I don't want to damn it, I don't mean it, don't. Yeah. Don't. Because then you're probably going to pull a muscle. You're probably going to hurt. And I just enjoy running and the feeling of, oh, I did it. Yeah, absolutely. I tell people all the time, like, they, they, they say, you know, they'll say, how much of it is exercise? How much of it is diet? How much? Of, I said, here's the deal. I said it's ninety nine percent up here. The, the 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 extra one percent is the nutrition and the 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 food. Like if if you have the right, like you know, like you said, like don't give up, um, have a positive attitude. Like all those thoughts will transition to 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 results through the running and and the diet and all that. But if you're not if you're not focused up here, that other stuff is, is, is hard, right? I, I, I agree. I, th you know, I, I don't do any crazy things. I take, uh, glutamine, some things, you know, I, sometimes I take whey protein, but not exaggerating. It's just more trying to eat healthy. Of course, yeah. like every typical woman, you always want to lose weight. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, so I try to, you know, I'm happy because of that, that I can keep a, a decent weight. Mm -hmm. But um, like I said, if I had pain, maybe it would be a different situation, situation because I do have friends that really their knees, they just have problems and pain. And when we start running, they just, I couldn't imagine that. Yeah. yeah. They um so do for for like nutrition wise do you stick to like a specific type of diet or you just kind of eat try and eat healthy? We don't eat. We took gluten out because uh, not because we're celiac or anything. It's just I'm celiac. because it's oh you are yeah. okay. So you have to you have to follow a strict diet. Yeah. 
We feel much better. Not no milk because it's inflammatory. So mm-hmm. nothing with milk, cheese, all that stuff. And um, I cut up so many veggies. Oh my gosh, <laughs> <laughs> vegetables and salad. So it's it's pretty much those are the basic things. Yeah, taking the gluten out and sugar. We don't have sugar in the house. Mm-hmm. And when we do, my husband also follows the same diet. When we do eat some sugar, we even comment, oh, we're going to pay for this. We just, you, your body doesn't like it, like it any, yeah. anymore. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny you talk about the gluten because I'm, I'm celiac. I'm, I'm diagnosed celiac disease. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I am a firm believer that like gluten in general, like is just the body doesn't like it. You know, like and yep. it might do because I'm celiac, it obviously does something completely different to me than it might do to someone else. But um, it just like, you know, because p- people ask me, they're like, well, I should maybe go gluten free or something like that. And I'm like, just try it. Try it and see if you feel better. I feel much better because I make whatever I make. I just like if I make pasta, we mm-hmm. buy the gluten free pasta. Yeah. I, I really don't see much of a difference because I don't go back to the normal pasta to be able to compare yeah but i really don't see a difference when i make um uh, it's not called salty pies but making a pie that's not sweet right yeah i i also use um the wheat and everything without gluten so we really feel a difference and sometimes we go out to eat or something oh my goodness then it's just we feel you feel it right you feel it with yeah. the salt. We don't. We only use um, marine salt. Is that how you call it? Sea salt. Sea salt. The pink salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the pink salt. We don't. Himala- use is it Himalayan salt. salt or something? I don't know. Yeah, the Himalayan salt. So it's just things that you know. It becomes something normal. It's really to me. It's not um, a chore. It's just instead of using one type of thing, I just use another, and yeah. it does. It does make a difference. Yeah, I think the big thing for 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 me is um, is going out to eat because, like, I do I I I've, I I I don't use salt anymore when I cook. Like, um, I took salt out of out of my diet because part of it was like when I started this journey, I was my blood pressure was high, and yeah. so you know, like, I was like, I gotta I gotta get salt out of my diet, and so when I do go out to dinner. Most restaurants use so much salt and sodium in their cooking that you, like you said, you feel it. You just kind of wake up bloated. You're, you know, it's all water. It doesn't weight. become pleasant anymore. And you don't <laughs> want to be that person that brings the, I have friends that will bring their own food to places because oh, really? it's just, I, you know. And you don't want to be that person to say, oh, but you can always find a salad. But to mm-hmm. go out to dinner, it's like, or lunch or something, it's like, uh. <laughs> a lot of places like you know salt and here in brazil oh my goodness salt is also some people that i know you know before tasting the food they'll go and, and put salt yeah before yeah they don't even they, they don't even know this i and i i used to be that guy i did i had my wow. salt shaker and i put put the salt on there um yeah, you probably paid for that yeah but it's funny like once you do anything like now i i like if I if there's too much if there's salt in my food like I it, it's not enjoyable like it's exactly it's, you know? it becomes 
something that it's it's sometimes it's not worth it mm-hmm. and um well, I think too, probably, I mean, that obviously the way, the way, you know, cutting out gluten, cutting out dairy and, um, all the vegetables you eat and stuff like that totally helps with your recovery, with your repair, with, you know. Uh, yes, it's very, we, I, it, life is easy. I mean, the day to day is easier. You don't feel inflamed. Inflamed. Yep. It, it, because your body gets all inflamed inside. Yeah. No, and so that helps me a lot to be able to run like yesterday I ran uh 10 miles it was actually 10 and a half and it was tiring I had to do some ramps I did three ramps but it was you know if I had eaten something crazy yesterday or pizza or whatever it would have been very difficult yeah uh to run and just yeah do you eat do you eat red meat um, I do. Uh, sometimes I like steak. Yeah. Here in Brazil, steak is a big thing. Oh, yeah. Brazilian steakhouses. We have a lot of those oh, in the United States. They're, cl- they're closed. They're closed because oh. the way they are is buffet style. And then the guy's coming around with the skewers and cutting the meat. So that's, they're closed. They're oh, not open. Okay. So that's, yeah, Brazilian churrascarias are good. <laughs> But I, we, I try to not exaggerate. Usually at night, never for dinner, only for lunch. If there's going to be red meat, it's going to be for lunch. And a lot of chicken and fish. I think my husband would like if I had more fish. <laughs> if I had more fish. But chicken is the main staple. Okay. Chicken is a, is, a, is a big staple. Yeah. Yeah, I love chicken. I, I eat a ton of fish, too. I love fish. Salmon, that's, salmon is my. Ooh, I love salmon. Yeah, that's and and here in Brazil, we're fortunate we can find a lot of good fish because of the coastline. Yeah, it's probably so fresh. You can find, yes, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to make a trip. I'm gonna we'll come schedule oh, a race. You need to bring Jen here. It's so cool. Uh, how far of a how far of a flight is it? I don't even know. Uh, your guy, you're in Ohio. Uh, Ohio. So from Cincinnati, it's about nine hours. Nine hour flight. Nine hours to São Paulo. Yeah, it's, not too bad. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you probably have a stop in like Miami or something. Uh, no, they. I when I There's lived I, when I lived in Cincinnati, you could come direct. Oh wow! It was uh, Cincinnati. Which is actually not in Cincinnati. The airport is in um, Kentucky. Kentucky, which yeah. <laughs> blew my mind. It was so like, you guys oh. lived in Cincinnati. So, so that's how you worked with my wife for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yes, that's how we worked together at okay. Kids Our Kids. That's awesome. Well, I tell you what. Um, I just you know I. I definitely don't want to take up too much time with your with oh, with your husband. We're, I, I mean, we're fine. He's right here. He's working on his computer, so he's he's listening to my side. And again, <laughs> he's such a cool support. He thinks this is so cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. I. I just. I really appreciate you. You taking the time. Um, I think your story is so inspiring, and so oh, motivating. Thank you. thank you for inviting me. It yeah. was very. It was very, very cool. I, and I know I we'll, like we'll stay in touch and, uh-huh. you know, keep sharing in the group because uh, I, hear, I hear people all the time. They're like, that Elena, they're like, you know, and then that's how I started learning about you because I started asking Jen, like people oh, were asking yeah. me about you. And 
I'm like, Jen, how? I, just, I, like, I would post, you know, I would just yeah. go and post my runs and, <laughs> and all that stuff. And I invited my husband to the group and he accepted. Awesome. So he's in the group also. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Um, but I do ask, when I have people on as guests, I ask people this question. So, Elena, what type, if you had to describe Elena as, as your boat, what type of boat are you? In construction. In construction. In repair? <laughs> Not in repair. Okay. I'm in, in construction. Okay. So, so explain Not, that to me. What do you mean in construction? I'm making a better boat. I'm awesome. using material that I have. And I'm making a better boat. Yeah. I do not feel that I'm in repair. I yeah. don't need but, to be in repair. I'm, but I'm working with what I have and making it better. So I, love I don't know if in construction is the right word. No, yeah, that's but. great. I, I love that. I think the thing that you said that I love is like, don't compare yourself to other people. And I, you know, and that's one of the reasons I started this group was because, um, you know, it's, it's funny when you think of like health and wellness, People get real, real defendant, real, they, they defend like their lifestyle and the things that they're doing. Right. And so if, if someone comes on and they're they're if, if you're a runner and, and, a, and another person is a cyclist, sometimes the cyclist will say, oh, you should be riding a bike. Running's too hard on your knees and stuff like that. And it's like, why can't we just have a community where we support everyone and what they're doing and what's right. best for their body? Right. Right. What works for you might not work for me, and what works for me might not be appealing to another person. They exactly. might say, "No, it's not my thing. Exactly, it's not my boat. <laughs> it's not my boat." And that's what that's what Build Your Better Boats about. It's like this is your boat. You don't compare it to other boats. It's your no. boat, and you know it's 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 you build it and you work on it. And if we can share ideas and and bounce things off of each other, and and that helps people, then that's what that's what we can do. That's that's the best. And comparing, I've learned that I never really compared, but I would kind of look and say, "Oh, look, she runs da 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 pace," and yeah. I thought, "Why am I doing this to myself? Yeah, it's, I'm just setting myself up for failure and frustration. Yeah, and frustration." Will make you not want to do things and then it just becomes a vicious cycle and then you just you become depressed and that's not worth it so yeah. i want to be a better version of me at 54 55 56 57 and, and i so love on. that and i that's why i do love running though is because like i can compete against myself so correct you yes know, that's why i love running is like i can go out and race and compete without having to compare exactly so you know and just say good job we did a good job today yeah and we need it tomorrow we'll do a little better yeah but it's just it's you with yourself yeah and then like you said inspire other people because mm -hmm. maybe somebody else said oh, i didn't feel like putting my sneakers on today oh but look they did and it was a good feeling for them so yeah. maybe i'll try yeah and and the running community is is such a cool community because like when i first started running like I was, I, I signed up for a 5k or something and I was so nervous that people were going to think like I didn't belong, you know, like that, mm -hmm. that, oh, look at this chubby guy who thinks he's trying to be a runner. And like, that was exactly the opposite. Like everyone was encouraged. They were like, you know? cool, good for yeah, you. Yeah. Like, cool, cool, keep going, you know? And I'm like, this is, this is good. This is good for me. So, well, 
Elena, keep building your better boat. Ride the waves that come along. Uh, embrace the grace. And <clears throat> much love from the United States to you guys Thank down in you. Brazil. Thank you so much. Ryan. And we'll be, we'll be in touch, okay? We'll be in touch. Thank you again for having me on. All right. Bye. Thanks. Take care. Bye. All content and media on this podcast is created and published online for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health or personal advice.